Hello, and thanks for tuning in to the Listen, Learn and Burn podcast, hosted by Phil Williams and Jen Kay, co-owners of Lift, Learn and Burn, the online coaching service created to transform the body and minds of females. Getting out and getting steps in can sometimes feel like you're walking for the sake of walking, which is why we're on a mission to make your walks a little bit more fun. So get off the couch, throw your headphones in and get those feet moving. Oh, and if you're in England, it's probably best you take a coat because it's more than likely chucking it down. Every week, we'll be going in-depth into a specific topic related to female weight loss. We know how overwhelming and overcomplicated weight loss can be, so we make sure to cut out all the big fancy words and bring you the information that you need to know. And if you're not sure how to start your journey, then head over to our website now to get your hands on our free fat loss guide. Hello everyone and welcome to the podcast of the century. I just want to say a massive thank you to everyone who voted for us. Uh, in the podcast of the century awards, <laughs> we might, honestly we can't. It's the best it fake awards you ever did hear of, and we fake. are feeling what? Do you mean fake? Did I say fake? Mm. I didn't mean fake. What did you mean? I meant highly respected, reputable awards. Oh, Flake Awards, sponsored by Flake, wasn't it? <laughs> podcast of the century, sponsored by Flake. <gasps> the worst chocolate bar on the planet. What do you think? It's very difficult to eat. You crumbly. lose half of it. Unless it's in an ice cream and then I'm on board because it kind of solidifies. It does go quite uh, hard, doesn't it? Mm. Mm. I actually quite like a flake, but there's just not enough of it. I like a flake, but I just don't like the Mm. wasted chocolate on a flake. interesting concept from someone who's just said it's the worst chocolate bar on the planet. You like it. She knows how much Jen likes chocolate. She still (laughs) likes the worst chocolate bar on the planet. I take it back. It's not the worst. No, What is the worst? Just wondering. Uh, Someone that's got loads of rubbish in it. Loads of rubbish in it. Mm. Actual rubbish. Tin cans and that. Boost. Oh, boost is the worst. I don't know. I'm just freeballing. I'm just anyway. throwing you on the spot at the beginning. Yeah. I thought I'd mix it up a little bit, keep the listeners on the toes, and this is why we got Podcast of the Century. Exactly. Keeping you on your toes. Never know what to expect. No, neither do we. <laughs> <laughs> Very good point. Mm. <laughs> so, today then, we're going to talk about our favourite topic, aren't we? We are. Flakes. Food. All right. Technically, flakes are food. They are, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. We are going to talk about food. So I'm very excited to talk about today's topic. Yeah. So, as you will see, the question of the day is: Can I get a takeaway every day and lose weight? Mm. Well, um. You've said the podcast notes for me to answer, not you. you I just realised that. Read your bit again. Sorry. Today <laughs> we're going to talk about whether or not food choices matter. Spoiler, they do. Oh, we've got to turn off now, you don't need to <laughs> No, but in answer to the podcast title, can I eat a takeaway every day and lose weight? In theory, you can, yeah. Like, you could. Because if you've listened to, I mean, if you're on episode 30 and you've listened to the other 29, you'll know by now it's calories in versus calories out. If you've not, go back and listen to them because there's some serious quality content there. Absolute knowledge bombs everywhere. Absolute humour. Mm. There's less talk about flakes, more talk about how to... Being a calorie deficit. That's a lie. Which is, mm. <laughs> in one of the episodes, we talk about how to get in a calorie deficit. Yeah, episode two. The other 29, we talk about flakes and chocolate. It's brilliant. Mm. But, yes, you can in theory. If you if you ate a takeaway every day, you could in theory lose weight. Because, as we all well know now by episode 30, that if you're in a calorie deficit, you'll lose weight. We know that that's the science. We know it's the maths. We know it works. And so in theory, it doesn't really matter where the food comes from. And I know that's a very strange concept, but think of it like this. If you need to eat 1,600 calories a day to lose weight and you eat 
1600 calories of KFC or 1600 calories of a Chinese or 1600 calories of what's another takeaway? McDonald's. You'll still lose weight. Your body doesn't really know where the food's coming from. And the best way uh, I have this explained to me to think about is um, we, we've been around longer than McDonald's have. So our bodies don't really know what a McDonald's is. It just knows it's something going into our body and it'll use it. Now, we're going to go into why it might not be the best way to do it in a second, but you can still do it. Like, you could eat 1,600 calories of a Mackey's. There was, um, interestingly, uh, Jordan Sayer did a whole, like, series on this, didn't he, where he ate, like, a he Big did. Mac every single day yeah, for, like, a yeah. period of time and lost weight, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's the proof. Because he was basically trying to prove the point that, yeah, actually, you can do this. Yeah. Like, it is physically possible. And it absolutely is possible, like Phil said, but... It's a really slippery slope to get into. Mm-hmm. Like, I think a lot of the time when you first start tracking, if you've done kind of um, diets in the past or um, other things that have like meant that you feel like you need to cut certain foods out, if you start calorie tracking, there's almost this, oh, I can eat anything I want. Like, and essentially you start like living off chocolate and takeaways, etc., because you're just like, wow, this is amazing. And but I think it's a really good learning curve to know that actually you can eat what we would typically deem as your unhealthy foods and lose weight. But that doesn't mean that that's then what you the only thing that you eat. And I think that is potentially... I've seen it quite a lot on Instagram. People who've changed over to calorie counting, I hate that, used as... Changing over to calorie counting, I don't like using it. Like your body that. was already counting calories before yeah. you was. Whether um, you count calories or not, calories still count. So even if you've just started calorie counting, your body was still doing it. You just wasn't using an app. That's the only. And it's not a diet; it's an approach. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. That's a real sticking point on that one. It's right. a bit of a bugbear. Jen's got a sticking point, and I'll explain it because she's clearly very angry about this. So I'll <laughs> say this in a nice way. Regardless of what diet you've done in the past, whether you've been to Slimming World, whether you've been to Weight Watchers, whether you've cut out some type of food, whether you've done uh, a different approach, every single approach, the goal of that approach is to take you in a calorie deficit. I mean, think about it. When you went to Slimming World and they were counting sins, you was only allowed a certain amount of sins. And the reason they only gave you a certain amount of sins was because if you stuck to that, you would then be in a calorie deficit. But the difficulty with this is, and we don't want to make this all about Slimming World, but the difficulty with this is there's too many rules and restrictions. And the other downside is too many free foods and stuff like that so it's like well if you just ate as many potatoes as you want i think potatoes are free food i've never done slimming world but i think that's one of them if you just ate 100 potatoes you wouldn't lose weight no. it's just that they know that eating 100 potatoes is pretty difficult like it's quite hard to eat 100 potatoes um, you'd need to eat less than that obviously to gain weight but you get the point so the reason that i think there's a bit of a sort of sore point in the fitness industry is that Everybody knows that the goal of a diet is to get you into calorie deficit, regardless of what diet it is. It's just that they almost frame it as being different. So within their marketing, it's like, oh, forget calorie counting. Forget getting in a deficit. Just do what we're saying. But if you do do what they're saying, you're going to get in a deficit anyway, if it works. And I think the thing is, you it's, it, it comes down to the rules, doesn't it? Like, mm-hmm. I think some people struggle with calorie counting when they initially start because there isn't any rules but I think that's the beauty of it like you actually learn where the calories are coming from in your diet and sometimes yeah it is coming from higher calorie typically unhealthy foods but that doesn't mean that that's where it always has to be coming from and because we we don't want to 
essentially we promote on our pages that absolutely you can include these foods and i think sometimes it's easy to think that it's okay to eat all these foods but we never want to promote that message no we, we don't want to sit here and say yeah absolutely you can eat um high calorie uh non-nutritious foods and fill all your calories with that every single day because as much as we want to encourage you to eat these foods occasionally it's absolutely not the case that you should be eating those all day, every day. No, the majority of your diet, and when we say diet, we simply just mean the food that you eat on a day-to-day basis, should be filled with nutritious whole foods. It should be, because it means that you are generally, on a day-to-day basis, going to feel better, more energised, better skin, longer life. You're going to have so many benefits to filling your diet with nutritious and whole foods. But I think the issue is people see these as boring, because we go so one direction with it. We go that all... All in. That is very true. That's a very good link. Um, we're, we're like, right, well, if I'm going to have whole nutritious foods, I'm only going to eat salad, nothing else. And I'm going to cut out everything that I enjoy. And this is the problem. It's not that you've ever gone the majority before. You've probably just gone all in and gone, right, I'm cutting out all these foods and I'm only going to eat foods that are green. They have to be the colour green. And if it's not green, I'm not eating it. Now, the thing is, what well, you've kind of made two mistakes, really. The, the first mistake is the fact that you've gone all in and just cut out everything that you actually probably enjoy eating. And the this second... isn't your fault, by the way. No, no, absolutely not. No, you've been misinformed or else you wouldn't have done it. You, you've not made it up yourself, have you? Someone's told you to do it. Uh, or someone's given you the idea that that's the right thing to do. Hopefully by the end of this podcast, you'll know what should be done differently. But the second mistake is doing it all overnight. So you've gone from probably being 80 to 90% non-nutritious, non-whole foods, uh, maybe takeaways, fast foods, things that are quick, convenient easy, convenient, foods. and 10% nutritious foods. And then you've gone the other way around. You've gone 99% uh, nutritious, whole foods, just eating salads, and 1% uh, foods that aren't actually nutritious or whole foods. So, of course you hated it. Of course it was horrible. You went from one extreme to the other. It's It's not going to work. Like It's not going to be achievable or realistic, and it's not similar to the current life that you've got. But irrelevant of that, the end point probably isn't where you think it should be. A lot of people think the end point is that 99 and 1 or 100% nutritious foods and zero anything that you consider to be non-nutritious or uh, unhealthy or things that you enjoy. In reality, it's probably more like 70-30 or 80-20. It should make up the majority, but it certainly shouldn't be all of it because we know that it isn't as simple as just eating nutritious foods. If it was... For a start, me and Jen wouldn't have a career if it was just a case of just going to eat salads every day. And secondly, we know it's impossible to stick to. Now, a lot of those nutritious foods you probably deem as boring and as bland. But a lot of the time I say to people, well, are you seasoning these foods? Like, are you actually putting any kind of like sauce, any season on it? And the answer is usually no. When we go for these foods, we just keep it as bland and as boring as we can because we try to, we almost um, associate being really strict and regimented with being healthy that isn't really the case is it no i think if you do it slowly and take your time it allows you to explore recipes it allows you to look at the foods you really enjoy eating now and think like how can i make these a little bit more nutritious how can i just add to them make some changes bring those calories down add a little bit more uh, maybe make a swap for like whole grain instead of um white stuff um and adding a few more vegetables to this meal, it doesn't mean completely changing what you're eating. 
it just means making some tweaks so that you are reaping the benefits of those vitamins and minerals that are in Absolutely. those nutritious foods. I'm really interested in what Jen said there about taking a slower approach. And I know there's this there's this kind of like pace idea, like everything has to go fast. And I know uh, we got tagged in it actually, um, but there was a post that somebody wrote on Instagram the other week about if you work with a coach, it doesn't necessarily always mean it's going to be quicker. Because that coach, if they're a good one, is going to help you to live a, ha- a happier, healthier life. And it might go at a different pace from what you've done in the past. But what you've got to remember is, compare this to when you've done it on your own. And you've gone at 100 mile an hour for a week. And then you've taken a big step back for a month. Then you've gone at 100 mile an hour for another week. Then you've taken another big step back for a month. And you've maybe done this for two, five, ten years. And you're still at the same point. You was two, five or ten years ago trying to go at 100 mile an hour and not sustaining it. Taking this approach where you do slowly do things and you don't achieve it overnight, I know it sounds boring and slow, but it helps you to sustain this for the rest of your life. It mm. stops you from getting to 80, looking back and going, I think I've been on a diet for 65 years. And sadly, we, we do have some clients who are coming to us at the age of like 40, 50, sometimes a little bit older, saying like, I've literally been on a diet since I was 16. Mm. And it's it. I just want to stop yeah. and it's like let's catch this before we get to 40 50 maybe you listen to it now and you're like mid-20s mid-30s whatever it is but like do you want to keep doing that for the next 10 15 20 years Best like your life maybe exactly and it's a sad reality that if we don't break that cycle we might end up stuck in it for the rest of our lives and I went off a bit on a tangent then, yeah. but I think it was relevant because I know sometimes when we talk about things like this, it's like, yeah, but that's going to slow it down. I'm like, well, yeah, but your life ain't slowing down. Your life's going at the same pace, whether you go 100 mile an hour or one mile an hour. Time mm-hmm. still keeps moving. You don't need to speed anything up. But I think what's really important to say is if you're lacking, if you've got a diet lacking in nutritious food, you're going to feel it. Mm-hmm. You're going to feel sluggish. You're going to feel tired. Your skin's going to look rubbish. Like all the opposites of what Phil just said before. Like your body's not going to function how it needs to because it's deficient in certain nutrients. Mm-hmm. So we want to make sure that we're getting that in our diet. But we're also going to make our lives a lot harder for ourselves because if you're trying to be in a calorie deficit but you're constantly eating higher calorie foods, you're not going to be able to stick to that deficit. So say, for example, your deficit is 1,600 calories and you're going to need to take a KFC takeaway. I know for a fact that a boneless banquet is 950-odd calories, I think it is. That's one meal of your day. You've then got a whole rest of your day. Like, think one meal is one hour of your day. You've then got how many waking hours do you have, roughly? About 16 to 18. So say you've then got another 15 hours... 600 calories for 15 hours. Some people might have 300 calories for 16 hours. Yeah. <laughs> like some yeah, people might yeah, not have anything. Then you wonder why you've gone over your calories at that point. But it's because you've used all your calories on this really one high calorie meal. And mm. that's not saying that that can never happen. Like we've got clients who um, can eat out two to three times a week. But we allow them to do that because what happens at some point is they go ah, uh, dead hard this, like I can't stick to my calories. And then eventually they're like, okay, maybe I can still do it, but I can just do it a bit less. And I think it's quite a natural progression as you go through this journey, but it does make life harder because you've not got enough flexibility. Like you can eat a lot of calories for 1,400 if 
you are making yeah, wise. Food. Sorry, a lot of food for, for 1,400 yeah, calories. For 1,400 calories, you can only eat 1,400. <laughs> yeah. You can't eat any more than that. <laughs> but if you're eating like, um, I don't know, give me an example of something that's really high calorie. Almost uh, banquet from KFC. Yeah, well, yeah, go back <laughs> to that. Um, then you're not going to be able to eat much food. Whereas if you're thinking about volume and the choice, specific choices of food that you're making, you're going to actually be able to eat quite a lot. So what we always say is every meal, so breakfast, lunch and um, dinner or breakfast, dinner and tea. I went for the southern version first. Breakfast, uh, lunch and dinner? It's because I think my fitness pal, it's my fitness are. pal well, always... if you're on my fitness pal, you can change it. So That's a very good point. I need to do and that. Yes. Um, so always think, right, what sort of protein can I get in here? And what veg, fruit or salad can I put with that? Because if you can think about those two things for every single meal, you're going to be able to eat a lot of food for your calories because protein, one, helps us to keep fuller Mm -hmm. for longer. So it's actually going to fill us up quicker and... No, it doesn't fill us up quicker, does it? Yeah, it does. Quicker than carbs. Quicker than carbs. And um, then it's going to help us stay fuller for longer. And then if we're eating things like veg, fruit and salad alongside it, they are extremely low in calories and we can eat a large volume of them that will fill our stomachs up. So not only are you getting loads of nutrients from them, but they're actually keeping you really full. So you're going to feel better, feel more energised and stay fuller for longer. It's like the triple whammy win. Yeah. Like if you can do that for every single meal, you will be surprised about how much food you can actually eat in a day and how much better you're going to feel for making the choices that are thinking about the nutrients within your meal. I think, yeah, and I think to summarise that, it it is possible, like we said. You can avoid all this. You cannot eat much protein. You cannot eat much veg. And you can just focus on takeaways and boneless banquets. And you can do that every single day. And yes, you can lose weight. The problem is, though, if your goal is to lose weight, ask yourself, why are you trying to make it difficult? Why do you want this process to be hard? Make it easy for yourself. It is very unlikely you'll stay in that deficit and it is even more unlikely that you'll feel good. And honestly, one of the biggest things I've learned as a coach over the years is that getting clients to feel good, to feel positive, to feel happy, to feel healthy, to sleep well, to stress less, to move better, getting them in this position where they feel really, really good makes their decision-making so much easier. Think, think back to the last time when you felt really good and happy and healthy and positive and focused and motivated and driven. You probably made better decisions with food as well. Think back to the last time. Maybe it's now as you're listening to this where you're feeling pretty low and tired and demotivated. You probably want a takeaway. It's not a coincidence. It's normal to feel really good and make really beneficial decisions that align with what you want to achieve. So that doesn't mean cut everything out. It just means that you're making it a hell of a lot harder by only eating takeaways and by only eating foods that, number one, fill up your calorie target rapidly, and number two, fill up your stomach incredibly slowly. So yes, it is all about moderation. It is all about balance. We do want to fuel our bodies so that we feel positive and healthy and happy, but at the same time, happiness doesn't just come from salads. Absolutely, and part of the whole kind of body positivity movement is treating your bodies with the respect that it deserves, and part of that is fueling it in a way that means you're looking after your body, you're treating it with that respect because you're giving it 
the food, the nutrients, the, the, the good stuff that it needs. But you're also giving it a bit of the other stuff that doesn't provide you with any nutrients, but also just gives you a little bit of what you need as well. Satisfaction. It's that balance, isn't it? Absolutely, it really is. And honestly, if you're able to do this, well, if you're able to start doing this, don't do it overnight. This doesn't. Have, this is going out on Monday. So if you listen to this on Monday or Tuesday or whatever, <laughs> you don't have to have sorted this by Wednesday or Thursday. No. Honestly, I genuinely find with most clients, we spend the first six weeks making small, tiny changes to this. If we focus... More. Or, well, I'm just saying that's where we start. Yeah. Like we start making the small, tiny changes. We start looking at where we can do it. It's probably the second phase when we hit sit between six week, uh, week six and week 12 where we're then really starting to be able to understand and feel the difference between all these nutritional changes and the benefits of sleeping better and stressing less and moving more and training well. All these things really come together and compare that to any other four, six, eight-week plan you've done where by the end of it, you feel like crap, you're absolutely shattered, you're demotivated and you can't wait to get yourself a Mars bar. Yeah. It happens. But exactly that. there is another way. So hopefully this has helped. Yeah, hopefully it has. Um, I think you know by now that this is not us preaching and saying that this is the only food you should eat, but it should be of high priority that you work towards this as an end goal. Mm. Like, like Phil said, like we've got clients, if this is you listening right now, and you know that you're struggling with this, pick one meal. Get really consistent with that meal in getting that protein, that veg, a good balance in that meal, and do it for seven days. Plan it out for seven days, and then repeat and repeat and repeat. And once you've nailed that one, pick another meal and work on that one. Like It doesn't have to be a quick fix. It doesn't. So, on that note The podcast of the century is going on the spot. Yes. Um, so what shall I ask you today? Um, okay. I don't know, Jen, I've not got your questions. I'm going to ask you this one. Just before you do, can I just say, if anybody has got any questions, please, um, send them across to me. For next week, I need, I need some questions for next week. I've actually got none saved up now. So if you, if you're listening to the podcast, please drop me a DM, um, and give me a question that I can ask Jen. So that I can put her on the spot next week. And we're speaking to you, person who's never spoken to us before. Yeah, you there listening to the podcast and you've not DM'd me. DM me. I don't buy it, I promise you. Mm-hmm. I just want a nice question. I want something that's really going to put her on the spot. No. Well, that's the point of it. It's called on the spot. Well, yeah, so don't ask for something that's really going to put me on the spot because it suggests that you want something. I don't know. Anyway. Ask me the question, Jen. Come on. The listeners are listening. Questioning. Mm-hmm. So, do you know what? Can I just say well done to us? What? I think we got through a full podcast then without going off on it like... We went, a, on. A, we went off on many tangents. Ra- yeah, but it was topical tangents, like educational tangents. Usually it's a load of nonsense tangents. Topical tangents. I mean, at one point we were talking about flakes. That I've was also... right at the beginning when we started talking about like educational stuff. Like we actually talked about it for once in a lifetime. We did. Well, we're not now, are we? We're supposed to be doing on the spot, and you're going off on. Well, tangents. I was just saying that I'm really proud of us. Untopical tangents we're at now. Well, maybe the podcast was boring. Maybe it was. <laughs> maybe we got to Sausage that point. It was boring. Um, I think it wasn't though. That's good. I'm glad you think it wasn't. <laughs> my, my personal review was mm. that top, that podcast was. An absolute 10 out of 10. And that's from someone who was both on the podcast and hasn't listened to it back yet. So take that review with a pinch of salt, which reminds me, give us a review. 
anyway. stop plugging everything today. I'll do what I want. Go right, question. Go like my most recent post. <laughs> Vote on my poll on my story. <laughs> Send me a message. Um... And a postcard next time you've got a holiday. Subscribe to the podcast. People still send postcards. I don't know, but we do. Do we? Oh, yeah, we do. We can like the <laughs> I thought you when we went on holiday. I was after I sent a postcard from holiday in years. <laughs> right, come on. Question. From me? Question. Oh. Hmm. Um, Careful, get copyrighted. Oh. Sounded like Beyonce was in the room there. Oh, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, she was. Hmm. She left then. Hmm. Question from Chloe. Chloe. Beasley. Oh. Okay. Lord. Are you ready? No. Okay. I'll ask it anyway. Okay. If if you were a dog, yeah. what kind would you be? Oh, if I was a dog. There's only bald dogs. If I was a dog. If I was a dog. Alternatively, rich girl. <laughs> if I was a rich girl. I would have question. all the money in the world. Love that, would yeah. What if I was a rich dog? <laughs> if I was a rich dog. Backy, 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 backy. Come on. I'm thinking. Can't have all this dead time on a podcast. Are you kidding me? We're still talking. <laughs> what dead time? I've just been barking like a dog to fill time. Right, I can't think of any. Bo- is there any bald dogs? I don't think there is, so I can't be that one. There's no dogs with beards. Are you kidding me? <laughs> a bald dog? Yeah. Do you know that every dog has fur? Someone's going to correct me now, aren't Correct. They? There will be a dog without fur. There's a cat without fur. Mm. Oh, mm. It terrifies me. Does it? Wasn't that how, what someone compared you to a Siamese cat? No, it was too... Well, similar. The one out of... Um... Oh, what's it called? Top cat. Top cat. Why did that happen? Why do I get so much abuse online? <laughs> people just see me as thick-skinned and go, do you know what? Don't care. I'm going to give him some abuse. Well, Let's all send Phil pictures of things that you think he looks like. Number one, top one, Nigel Thornbury. That's not very nice, is it? <laughs> That's pretty nasty. Pretty offensive. You've seen it before, Phil. Yeah, for like the last 15 to 20 years. Yeah. I've like Nigel Thornbury, I can take it. Uh, I'm not ginger though. And That's I've, true, I've and he's got a beard. Oh wait, no, Nigel Thornbury's got a beard, hasn't he? He had her and I've not got her now, so mm. now I look a little bit more like, what's that actor called? <laughs> what? What's Go on, the... I just want to know what you're going to say. The bo- I, I genuinely can't remember his name. The bald one, he's, he's only got stubble though, he's not got a beard. Jason Statham? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you wish. <laughs> you wish. <laughs> um, <laughs> I knew you were going to say him as well. As soon as you said the bald actor, I was like, he, know, he means Jason Statham, I know he does. Yeah. Come on, dog, standards. what dog are you going to be? I thought he's calling me dog then. Come on, dog. <laughs> Uh, I, what am I going to be? Is this happening? He's <laughs> probably got some kind of device that can turn me into a dog because I don't want to answer in case it happens. Cool. I would be a... Um, what's like a really relaxed, laid-back dog? Nice and chill. Labrador. I'd be a Labrador. You always love. You always point out a Labrador as well. Do you know why? They just look really homey. Do you know what I mean? They look like when they get back. Like, let's say you've been out for a long day. You know how like, dogs kind of like jump up? They don't look like that. They look like when I open the door to a Labrador, it's going to go, all right, Phil, how's your day? <laughs> yeah, not bad, mate. How's yours? Oh, you know. Chase my tail. That's a ball. You know, that. <laughs> do you want a cup of tea? Uh, yeah, go on then. And then it makes me a cup of tea, and then it brings me the paper. There are dogs that can do that. That can make me cups of tea? Yeah. Let's get one of them. <laughs> Scrap whatever you want. We'll get a dog that makes me a cup of tea. Excuse me, we both want it. Not now. Not now. I know the dogs that can make me cups of tea. <laughs> So I want. You just got training. Even you don't make me cups of tea. You made me one yesterday, actually, didn't you? Thank you. Yes, mm-hmm. thank you. It's a rare occurrence, but it happened. 
You don't make me them either. You can, well, literally, you sat with I a coffee that I made. Right, we've, we've been through this, Phil. Go on. I drink a lot of water. Therefore, I never think about a hot drink to quench my thirst. So I just don't think about making them. I'm oh. always I'm always quenching my thirst. Always quenching your thirst. Yeah. Absolute gender thirst quencher, Katie call you. That's exactly what they call me. Who's they? Everyone. But if they're all, the, if they're the same the people calling me Nigel Thornberry, then I don't like them. Nigel Thornberry and Gender Thirst Quencher K. Sounds mm. like a wrestling name, doesn't it? It does. You're the a wrestler. Thirst Quencher. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm taking it back. It sounds nothing like a wrestling it name. It does. If the Thirst Quencher came in, I reckon I'd fancy my chances of winning before I saw them. Nah. Have you seen me? Yeah. So, Well, no, I'd fancy my chance of winning, even because I've seen you. Nothing to do with Thirst <laughs> Quencher. But... I reckon if someone came out and it was like thirst quencher, I'd be like, yeah, I probably won this. Nah. And I'm I'm soft, like I'm not hard at all. I, I've seen your boxing. You have. I've I won, didn't I? this the other day. I won. Yeah, because you weren't suitably matched. Won and absolutely oh. battered him. Yeah, quick story. I did white collar boxing. I think charity they forgot won. about us. Yeah, I did it for charity. I think they forgot about us, so they just matched us up together. Um, I doubt he's listening, so I don't think he'll care. Um, but yeah, it wasn't very close, was it? Oh no, Phil, absolutely trains the guy yeah and i honestly i'm not very hard i'm pretty soft like when it comes to that i'm not a fighter at all um good quick on your feet though weren't you fancy bouncy i am like that's what i am i'm a better runner than a fighter so if someone starts to fight me i'll run faster <laughs> than you will that's how hard i am yeah because you run as fast as you say well yeah well <laughs> we've still not tested that have we only uphill <laughs> <laughs> huh. unfair advantage if i if i had a race with you right two. the ramblers are here first what yeah. The Burrowers. Nigel Farmer and Jen, the first quencher kid. The Burrowers is for another week unless we've already told that story. No, I'm going to save that story. For, no, I'm going to tell you. So Phil thought that the... I feel like we've already told this story. It's all right. You've started tell to you finish. Again. I've started to finish. Um, Phil thought that the Burrowers were called the Burrowers because they, they burrowed underground. That's what I thought Not was. borrowed everyone's stuff. In my defence, I've not seen it. <laughs> I don't care. Just saying. All right. Anyway, on that note, I've said that twice today. Take and gone day. On that note, mental, mental wildcat saying the same thing three times on a podcast. Oh. We shall leave you mm. to it. Go and have honestly the best Monday, unless it's not Monday. If it is, if it's not, then very vague because people it. listen to this on every day of the week. Right, go and have whatever day it is. I want you to tell yourself what day it is. It's a Wednesday. Say so right, today's Wednesday, and I want you to go and have the best Wednesday you've ever had. No, not just the best Wednesday you've ever had. The best Wednesday that anybody has ever had in the history of Wednesdays. And then when you've had it, remember it was because of Phil and come back and rate, like, rate and subscribe on the podcast. And then once you've done that, drop me a quick DM with a picture of who I look like and then drop me another one with a question for Jen. After you voted on his poll mm-hmm. and then... Like my most recent post. Like his most recent post. Share it to your story. I did everyone... I don't know. Send me a postcard. (laughs) We don't ask for much. (laughs) And we shall see you next week. And that's the longest hour. We don't see you. Why not? We shall hear you. We don't even hear them. You'll hear us. You will hear us Mm. next week. Right, we'll work on this outro, I think. Goodbye and good riddance. Have the best Wednesday. I wish I hadn't said that. That's not very nice. Take it back. (laughs) Take it back. (laughs) Goodbye. Was that you pretending to speak backwards? Yes. It's horrendous. <laughs> right, I'm not taking my bit back. I meant good riddance to Have the best Wednesday ever. If it's Wednesday. If it's not, 
the best one. Just stop the podcast, please. Sorry. Bye. Before you go, make sure to hit the link in the podcast notes to update us on how many steps you've done on today's walk whilst listening to us two jabber on. Each week we'll update you on the total number of steps you fantastic listeners have done. And if you haven't already, please don't forget to like the podcast, rate the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, and anything else you can do to the podcast that makes us all really great.